past 10 a.m. is your feel-good radio, Fresh 107.9 FM. Good morning to you. Uh, this Monday is the 22nd of February, 2021. Great to know you're there. Uh, joining us uh, this morning is Platform, this Monday, the first installment for the week. Remember, we do this Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 11. Uh, Timmy Dakolo with the song Everything. 
uh, kick-starting things uh, this uh, morning. Uh, bright way to start the Monday. Uh, was somewhere listening to the song Shazam did and found out, you know, the title. And I just decided we'll kickstart things this Monday with it. And I really hope that we all get everything we seek as we kickstart this new working week. Uh, this Monday. Wale Bakar is my name. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the weekend saw a number of occurrences, very sad occurrence yesterday uh, with the military aircraft that went down. A seven dead from that. Uh, the Nigeria Force released the list of the names of those that lost their lives uh, in that crash late yesterday. Our prayer, of course, uh, is that uh, their souls rest in peace and that their families, loved ones and associates have the fortitude uh, to bear those losses. Uh, the country continues to wait on the release of the Kagara students, uh, their teachers and their family members who were abducted last Wednesday. Uh, there was some uh, report yesterday that suggested that they had been released, although later uh, we got uh, information that they actually remain with their abductors and that um, those released were uh, those that were earlier kidnapped, 18 family members that were earlier kidnapped uh, in Niger. Uh, well, uh, according to the state governor and uh, other state officials, they say that efforts continue to ensure that these uh, students and their teachers and their families are released uh, in due course. We'll have to wait and find out how quickly that will be. It promises to be an uh, interesting week because of a number of conversations that are, that are happening. The weekend saw a meeting uh, in Ibado. Uh, of uh, Southwest governors, security chiefs, uh, traditional rulers, all uh, in the name of uh, making sure that there is peace and security in this part of the country and uh, in the country at large. We'll see how things pan out this week. Uh, but we kickstart the conversa- the program this week by diving into the country's oil sector. Uh, we know a lot of things that has been said about um, the oil sector in this country. A number of Nigerians continue to ask questions as to why we continue to have to um, export crude and bring back its derivatives, or why the pricing uh, regime has to be constantly changed and prices constantly go up. Uh, so many questions Nigerians continue to ask as far as the oil sector is concerned. We'll attempt to uh, get some insight into some of those questions this uh, morning and uh, really uh, find out what exactly operates in the oil sector uh, in the country this morning on the program. as a platform uh, this Monday. Thank you for joining us. Please don't go anywhere.
with the song everything kickstarting things this morning like i said earlier the hope the prayer is that we all get what we seek this new week as said in the song welcome to the platform this morning Joining us this morning, platform on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta today, Monday, the 22nd of February 2021. Wally Bakar is my name. Uh, good to have you join us. Hope your Monday morning has started uh, in a great way. Uh, for those of you who are in your offices already, your places of business, uh, or you're somewhere on the street where the speakers are locked onto dial 107.9, or you are home, thank you. Uh, for joining us this uh, morning in case you're just joining us for some reason i did say a couple of minutes ago uh, that uh, the oil and gas sector will be getting our attention uh, this morning quite a number of questions uh, to answer as far as the operations uh, in nigeria's oil and gas sector uh, is uh, concerned and uh, joining me to do all of that this morning is engineer tajidin olori uh, who is an oil and, oil and gas expert. Uh, he's uh, been in the oil and gas sector for over uh, over two decades now. And uh, we'll be tapping into his expertise and knowledge as well as uh, what obtains and uh, what exactly are the challenges in that sector. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Uh, great to have you join us uh, this Monday. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning. Well, let's um, kickstart this uh, discussion by... Uh, trying to break down what the uh, Nigerian situation is as far because I know that a number of people in this country uh, will wonder every time we talk about importation of petrol, diesel, kerosene, and the likes. They wonder why do we have to import? Could you talk us through uh, what the process is to get these things in from uh, you know from exploration to exporting them and bringing them in? Could you explain that for those that do not understand very quickly? Okay, um, we are talking about the hydrocarbon industry, mm. and these things are deposits, um, 
below the uh, ground the level. Mm. It's uh, in the soil. And some even under water, you get to the bottom, you have to drill down. And um, we know we have this thing in abundance in the country, but um, that business is a very risky business. And so uh, it's only those who have the hearts that can go into that business. Um, Nigeria, uh, I don't want to say we don't have the money to go into exploration. Uh, let me say maybe we don't have uh, that courage uh, to put a lot of money into it. And then um, it involves um, advanced technology to get to the deposits. And so um, a lot of the IOCs, um, international oil uh, companies, they have that de technology, they have the money. And so we uh, normally go into partnership with them. Um, they bring their money. There are lots of contracts, uh, various uh, forms of contracts yeah. that are involved. Uh, just to be very brief, and then they do the exploration when they see that uh, the well will be very productive uh, in the sense that you have discovered that the um, deposit at a particular place is uh, enough, uh, that is in commercial quantities. Then you now begin to talk about, okay, how do we drill it? And then uh, um, again, a lot of uh, um, advanced technology involved, a lot of money involved, okay. a lot of risks involved. And then we start drilling the oil. Now, what you drill from the ground uh, is not what you consume just directly like that. What, what we bring out is uh, crude oil. And then um, you have to carry out uh, what we call, uh, in simple language, distillation and fractionation. Because this is what goes uh, on. This is the process of uh, separating uh, what we have in the crude into different uh, I know, I know in simple chemistry they call it fractional distillation. Yeah, mm. fractional distillation. Um, so these things are done normally uh, in Nigeria. You know, at the time we had refineries, and uh, we bring out uh, crude. We take to refineries, and then uh, we carry out our fractional distillation, and then we separate into the various products that we know: mm. um, kerosene petrol, diesel, all forms of products that um, are used in different industries. But unfortunately, the refineries that we have in Nigeria has been comatose for some time. They've not been working. And um, so we keep expanding in Nigeria. We keep developing and then consumption keeps going up. And we are not producing anything. Even uh, the refineries that we have in Nigeria, one would have expected that we should have expanded it now. Mm. But they are not expanded. Rather, they are not working. And if we have to continue to consume these products, it means that we have to go out and, uh, and uh, um, import. So what we are doing basically is... Um, extracting uh, the crude and then we are selling outside the country then the other countries go and uh, refine and then we go back to import petroleum products so so that's why we have to import because we cannot produce what we need in the country our refineries are not working now when, when we talk about the refineries uh, there are some that have uh, you, you talk about how uh, hugely capital intensive 
the businesses. Uh, some have spoken about funds, some have spoken about political will or will of the leadership. What would you say in your experience are the reasons our refineries are not working? Some have even suggested that some individuals are benefiting from the refineries not working and they would not want them to work. Uh, well, if, if, if we want to be honest with ourselves, that exactly is what is happening because I don't see the reason why our refineries cannot work. Uh, you talk about fractionation columns, you talk about evaporators, you talk about turbines, compressors. These are the things, uh, these are the equipments that are uh, necessary in uh, the refinery. And it's, it's not rocket science. These are things that uh, are being managed in other countries and i don't understand why we cannot make it to work is it that we don't have the right um, partnership because i expect us to be in a good partnership with uh, some of the manufacturers the the, the oems we, we call them original equipment uh, manufacturers okay uh, so that when you have breakdowns then um, they can help you they can come in um, facilitate um, getting some of these equipment uh, i could remember there was a time i was involved in a turnaround not in our refineries anyway in uh, other sectors of uh, the petroleum industry and we wanted to um, carry out just uh, combustion uh, part inspection and then we discovered that the routers were bad, worse than we envisaged. And these are not things that you can get off the shelf. But with the right partnership, uh, something will have taken us um, about a year to procure. We got it in two months because okay. of the great partnership. So probably this is what is uh, uh, missing in our refineries. Um, and the refineries have been there for a very long time. So, and this is government. Probably it is this general saying that government has no business in business that is uh, uh, playing uh, uh, its role there. Because um, we have four refineries and all of them are not working. So, uh, is this deliberate? Um, I think some people have to answer questions. Definitely, if I have to go back to that, your question, is it that some people are benefiting? I will say yes, because um, at a time when uh, President Obasanjo was there and uh, he tried, he couldn't uh, make it work, he decided to sell. And he sold those refineries just when he was leaving. But some people went back to uh, convince the new president, then uh, President Yaradua, and he reversed the sale of those uh, refineries. And since then, the refineries have not been working. But they, they keep pumping money into it. What is so, what is so uh, special in, do, in do, that refinery? Do you think if that sale had gone ahead or if that sale had, had um, stayed, uh, we could have had those refineries working? Exactly. Because I, I can't imagine you putting your money in, into an uh, uh, investment and then you won't make it to work. Some, some you, people you, have put, you don't some like people, to waste your money. Some people have put money in power and it's not working entirely. The, the kind of arrangement that you have in power, um, you will know that when you talk about RNG, that was what happened in the power sector because you, you privatize. So what was the assurance and, that RNG would not have been done? No, it, the, it shouldn't be RNG because this is a company that will be producing. Okay. Then you sell it outright. You are not holding on to anything. And that's why we've been talking about the regulation. 
Because if you sell, the person that has put his money into that sector, into mm. that investment, will not just fold the hands and allow that money to go down the drain. Mm. So, the person will actually make sure that it, it, it works because he knows that it's like a gold mine. You put your money in a place that you know if you put in some effort, you'll be reaping a lot of uh, profit. So, they will definitely make it to work. And that is what Dangote is about to prove to the nation. Dangote is uh, about to commission a 600,000 barrels of uh, crude oil uh, processing plant. Um, I'm not sure that it's a stupid person uh, that will go and sink so much money into trying to bring up a refinery and allow it to fail. So when the refineries of, of Dangote starts to work. I think all of us now will understand that there's something fishy about our refineries that have not been working. Now, uh, uh, great that you mentioned the Dangote modular refineries. <laughs> Interestingly, No, it's time, not modular. Well, the, sorry, the, the Dangote refineries. Every time we talk about uh, refinery in Nigeria, every, everyone tends to always uh, you go to the Dangote situation as a reference. Um, do, do you think that, uh, because a lot of times we hear about uh, the money being pumped into these refineries, yet they are not giving us anything, but then we have to keep uh, spending money to keep them running and all. Uh, is, is, is this the time? Because you, you, you speak about, you talk about the seal and how it was stopped. And this is something that I know people have said. Why do you think there are people that are against the sale of the refineries? Uh, because you would expect that someone should have advised this administration, for example, that thought they could get the refineries back working and obviously appears like they, they must have been realizing uh, there's something wrong that they cannot fix. You'd expect that someone might should have advised this current administration, for example, uh, on the sale of the refineries if we can't get them to work. Definitely, there is sabotage in that uh, sector. Um, if I have to take you back to the days of uh, uh, President Obasanjo again, when he was talking about power sector, I watched him on the TV looking helpless uh, one day like that, that he was saying, I know there is sabotage in the uh, energy sector, in the power sector, but I cannot prove it. If the president can come um, on air and, and lamenting, openly like that. You know there is a lot of problems there. I, I think there is a very powerful clique in that sector that do not want that to, to, to work because they are benefiting immensely from that thing not working. Because you have to continue to uh, award contracts and you know the contracts will not be executed uh, and you will always have reasons to say, uh, okay, it's not working. Because just think about you setting up an industry Forget about the fact that it's an uh, oil and gas industry. You have an industry. You will always want to make it work. Mm. Even when the equipments are obsolete, you change it. Is it that we don't have the money to change? I have just listed most of those equipments that you use in a refinery. Fractionation columns, exchangers, coolers, blowers, compressors, turbines. These are the big equipment that you have there. If you talk about cooling tower, there was a time when I was in Pegasan. At the time, I was an officer of a, a, a official of Pegasan. And we, we paid a visit to uh, um, Potakot Refinery. And at that time, I got to the cooling tower. 
it is water that is supposed to be flowing they are exchanging it with the atmosphere and um cooling tower was burnt and they could not fix it a lot of people are employed there that refinery was not working you keep paying salaries where is that salary coming from the salary must be coming from somewhere from proceeds of the people that have working and these are refineries that are begging for attention nobody could rescue it i think the government needs to be ashamed of themselves because we don't have that will to make the refineries work if tomorrow another person sets up a refinery it will work some of the modular refineries that have come on stream have been working but the one that the government owns those are the ones that are not working so we need to we need to ask ourselves questions so some people are really feeding fat they don't want subsidy to go they want to keep hold on the refineries because that is where they think they have the power to hold us to ransom. Now, l- let's take a pause on the refineries. You, you mentioned the issue of subsidy and um, you, well, you, you'd agree that when we talk about subsidy, at least at this current moment, it appears like uh, it's, it's shrouded in a lot of secrecy. Uh, there are times when there, is, there are debates as to whether it exists, whether it doesn't. Uh, the we've listened to the uh, Minister of Finance come out to say, well, uh, the 2021 budget didn't give provisions for subsidy. We've listened to the Minister of Petroleum Resources come out to say we can't afford to pay subsidy. But then at another time, uh, the Minister of State, rather, at another time, he comes out to say uh, there's still some help we are offering to importers uh, as regards um, exchange rate and all of that. Uh, what do you make of the subsidy situation? Do you think it has gone completely? Would you say we still have it in bits and uh, parts? If we talk about the situation now, I think government is still putting subsidy. They are adding subsidy because um, government has refused to hands off um, importation of fuel. They, they have refused to allow the forces of demand and supply to play its role. Um, government still wants to enjoy monopoly that is not there. Um, if you say you have deregulated, it is about removing or reducing government control on uh, a particular business so that you can allow competitiveness. And um, if government still wants to control it, yeah, we know NMPC is still uh, important. But you have some of the major marketers that are also importing. So they go out, they go and import. And then they come back to the country, you say they must sell at a particular point in price, uh, a particular price. price. So how do you want them to make profit? Because if I go out there, I go and buy something at 100 naira, I come back home, you say I should sell at 97 naira. Three naira. I am losing. So where would that one come from? So no businessman will want to do that. And that is why they will go back to the, uh, um, go back to the uh, government and say, sorry, you know our landing costs. It's very clear. It's, it's, it's transparent enough because you know how much they sell crude oil. Crude oil, uh, the price of crude oil uh, is directly proportional to the price of all other petroleum products. And then you don't have these products in Nigeria. So the price of crude keeps going up in the international market. Your exchange rates keeps getting worse. So what do you expect? So you are spending more to bring in the fuel. And if you say you want to 
maintain the price, then you'll be running at a loss. So, but I think some people are benefiting from it. Otherwise, but, you have said that you are taking your hands off it. Why are you going back? Is, is this the regulation, the, the way to go, really? Because uh, obviously what it means, just like you say, the, uh, the first of demand and, and supply will determine the prices. And in the last couple of months, we've seen what that has meant for petrol price, for example. And Nigerians continue to talk about the poverty in the land, how well they can cope and all. What exactly do we do? You, you, you know, um, I think we are not looking in the direction that we are, that we are supposed to look into. Um, we talk about whether deregulation is uh, the way to go or not. Yeah, it's the way to go. But we are not looking at the right direction. Um, when I was talking, I talked about different uh, forms of uh, contracts. Government can tap into that. If I don't put subsidy on this petroleum sector because of the fraud in it, because government has admitted that they cannot control the fraud in the system. That is that that is the implication of what is happening. Now, in in the contracts, take for instance, if you talk about product sharing, okay, I give you the chance to go and do exploration, you are successful, you uh, start drilling, then okay, this uh, number of barrels is for you, for the investment you have done. The remaining, okay, we are going to share it like this. And then you say, okay, part of the one that is coming to me, I want you to use it to develop my power sector. They can do it for you. So other countries are doing it. And the masses will benefit. So what they are losing in the oil sector, they will gain it in the energy sector. Okay, part of um, what is supposed to come to us, we want you to help us to develop our road network. Any sector, you can pick it like that. Yeah, we are losing uh, on the petroleum uh, product sector, mm. but we will gain from other sectors. There are very many ways that we can benefit from this because as the, the subsidy that we are talking about, let me take you back to the days of uh, uh, President uh, Jonathan. You know, when they were carrying out a probe, it was discovered. That was under um, Okonjo-Iweala. Mm. They were carrying out an audit. And they discovered that they would declare that they have brought in 100 cargoes of a particular product. But when you do the audit, really, you will see that it was maybe 60 or 70 that they have brought in. The other 30 only existed on papers. Okay. And... Government will pay subsidy on that. They will pay a lot of things, a lot of money uh, uh, on that. So who is losing? And we say we are subsidizing. We are subsidizing in Nigeria. Our neighboring countries, they are porous. People are taking uh, our products to the uh, neighboring countries. Who are the ones that are benefiting from, from the subsidy? But if we do the regulation the way we are supposed to do it, you will see that with time. You know, um, simple economies, economies of large scale, then, with time, the prices will become stabilized. How many people are talking in Europe? How many people are talking in America? How many people are talking in other continents about petroleum uh, uh, sector? Um, the way we talk about it here. They are used to the uh, uh, fuel pricing. 
they know that at a particular period of the year, the price will go up. At a particular period of the year, the price will come down. It fluctuates. And so, we should expect that to happen in Nigeria. If we don't want to continue to feed those people that are ripping us, uh, 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 they're just ripping us. So, those people, you don't need to continue to encourage them. Remove that subsidy from there. And then, go into a kind of contract that will make the masses to benefit. The other time, uh, that was under General Abacha, that he set up Petroleum Trust Fund. Some people said they saw something. Some of us did not see because of, uh, you know, the nature of the country, uh, the lopsidedness. Mm -hmm. But some people saw that money were invested in buying drugs, in uh, maybe medicals and some schools, development, Mm -hmm. education routes. That is a, that's a way to, 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 to go. You don't need to set up task force to do some of these things. You have the government machinery that can handle it. It is just for us to have the will to do it. Now, you, you spoke earlier about doing the regulation the appropriate way. And uh, what what we know, uh, what, what the current setup is, is government says uh, we, have, um, we are letting uh, market forces determine price. Uh, the price of crude at the international level will determine the price. Uh, you know, uh, when when uh, the products come here, but they say that they are still offering some help as regards exchange rates because they they say at the end of the day it might not be very uh, uh, profitable for for the uh, business owners. Uh, 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 when you say we should do it the right way, I'm expecting what you're saying is government should leave it entirely, let the business owners run their business, let people pay what they have to pay, and then we'll see how it goes eventually. Exactly. How much are they paying the farmers to to plant on on their farms to bring the food to uh, the market? How much are they paying? Other businesses are existing in this country. How much are they paying them? Mm. Why are they so adamant on the oil and gas sector? It's not it's not it's not far fetched because all the money that uh, are being thrown around, where are they getting them from? But but there are some Nigerians that believe. <laughs> they need subsidy because they might not be able to afford the price when market forces are allowed to to determine it. Are you saying that at the end of the day, uh, Nigerians might be shooting themselves in the leg by asking for subsidy? I think we are shooting ourselves in the legs. Mm. Subsidy was there when we were queuing up at petrol stations and uh, people were sleeping at the petrol stations. There was subsidy that time. But some people were feeding fat on it. We have subsidy now. And all those things are... If, if, if they tell you that they are helping, it's not only in the foreign exchange. At the end of the day, they will come out to tell you that they have sent so-so billions or trillions of naira on subsidy. I was surprised the other time they were talking about subsidy on electricity. You know how much they said they, 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 they spent on subsidizing electricity. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to this? I am not against uh, uh, subsidy, but there are some other things that you can subsidize. There's too much fraud in this sector. Let's go into agriculture. Let's diversify. Let's spend a lot of money to develop agriculture. Now, Nigeria, we are importing foodstuff. Do we have enough maize in this country? No. Do we have enough uh, sorghum? Uh, all the things that we took for granted in this country. How many people are planting cocoa these days? How many of those beverage industries do you have thriving in this country? 
We have a lot of sectors, other sectors that we can develop. Subsidy can be taken away from petroleum sector and you put in other sectors where the masses will benefit directly. You know how much you spend on, 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 on generators. Mm. A lot of businesses, they cannot make profit because the power that they are subsidizing is not there. And you spend a lot of money to provide a, a power. The air dressing salons, the welders, very many. They spend a lot on this energy sector. Yet we say we are subsidizing. What will surprise Nigerians is that if they remove that subsidy, we will survive. In this country, at the time, they were selling uh, a liter of petrol at 20 naira, 20 naira, 50 naira, and we survived. Now that it has gone up to 160, 170, we are still surviving. If they take it to 250, we will survive. But let us have a, a, a good life in this country. All right, uh, we'll, we'll take a very quick pause now. I'll be speaking with Edna Olori, who is an oil and gas expert. We've been uh, taking a look at uh, the uh, dynamics of the oil and gas sector and some of the challenges we're having in this country. We'll get back to some more conversation in a moment at Fresh FM at Belkuta. That's where you drop your contributions via Twitter. I know there are a number of you watching us live on Facebook. Uh, talk to us via that avenue as well. We'll talk to you via the phone lines uh, in a moment. Please don't go anywhere. Thank you for staying with us uh, this uh, Monday morning, the 22nd of February 2021. is your Feel Good Radio, Fresh 107.9 FM, Abelkta's platform uh, this morning. Uh, in case you're just joining us uh, for one reason or the other, uh, you're a lot of minutes be <laughs> behind, but better late than never, they say. I've been speaking with uh, Engineer Tajidin Lori, who is an oil and gas expert. I've been talking about some of the challenges uh, in the oil and gas sector uh, in Nigeria for a number of minutes. Uh, Engineer Lori, let me, let me ask you, you, you spoke a lot earlier about uh, the contracts that we have with some uh, international oil companies and some other oil companies and um, how we are not tapping into these contracts fully i mean these contracts fully the be benefits uh, that we could get from these contracts mm. uh, when you said it it appeared uh, so uh, easy to imagine it appeared so simple and you just wonder how is it that we're not doing this entirely yeah um you know that 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 was part of um, the reasons for bringing out the petroleum industry bill. Mm. But you and I know that there's something wrong for not passing that petroleum industry bill. We have about three or four governments now and they are still on it. Um, a lot of things have been considered under the petroleum industry bill. Uh, I think they changed uh, part of it to petroleum industry and governance bill. Mm -hmm. um, that bill we look into. Uh, I think the main thing is about uh, accountability. Um, we want to look at uh, the fiscal uh, and environmental clauses. Uh, some of these contract clauses. Uh, these are um, 
pluses that are going to give more responsibilities to some of these companies because people are looking at how are the host um, communities going to benefit if you look at the other countries that are oil producing nations you can see the development that oil and gas has brought into those countries but why are we not getting it in this country then when you talk about corporate social responsibilities on the companies mm. some of them because it is not that enshrined in our constitution some of them shy away some of them are trying or they do it as a favor uh, they, they they when they are doing it it's like a favor yeah so a lot of things have been put together under the petroleum uh, industry bill but a lot of intrigues because the IOCs they know that is 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 going to place a, res, a, a lot of responsibilities on them, and so they are lobbying, they are doing all sort of things to make sure that he uh, doesn't see the light of the day. And even if it's eventually passed, then it it it, it will be a very weak uh, bill. But uh, you have a lot of Nigerians, I think, uh, that are wiser. Uh, it's not like in the uh, in the past that some people can just come and bamboozle us. Nigerians are brilliant people. Of course, people can see that we are fantastically corrupt, but then we still have some people that still have um, the interests of the nation at heart. So the intrigues are the things that are not making that thing to be passed um, as we would have expected. But I still hope that it will it will it will see the light of the day. But, but when, when and at the end of the day, I think uh, some of these things that have I've talked about uh, will be put into practice. Now, when we talk about uh, you know uh, the CSRs and uh, more responsibility for the IOCs, uh, there's a popular saying: "To whom much is given, much is expected." Exactly. Uh, about our business environment, uh, the environment of the sector, how easy is it for them? to also operate. Uh, those are also things we have to look into as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is uh, much problem uh, with regards to the exploration sector apart from the security problem. Okay. Because security is adding to the cost of production. They are spending a lot of money um, to make sure that uh, security is provided. Otherwise, a lot of things will be exposed. Even the investment will be exposed. Uh, at a time that uh, the main activities were um, everywhere, um, I think we all saw the damage that they wrecked. That has not stopped. You still have uh, pipeline vandalization. Kidnappings uh, as well. You I remember still have I, was, kidnappings. I was talking with, some, with, a, with a colleague of mine who worked with this exploration company. I was telling me uh, kidnapping was, was a normal occurrence. And I wondered how can that be something that is normal? Yeah, you, you know, that thing uh, uh, went down mm. when, when uh, President Yaradua uh, brought the uh, what's that amnesty. Initiative? Amnesty. Mm. Uh, but now uh, there is an upsurge again um, every day, you know because of the breakdown in uh, security uh, bunkering is the order of the day people will load cargoes and take it out of the country and you have connivance mm. uh, because they wouldn't be able to do it if there's no connivance on the part of the security uh, agencies yeah. so um, 
that, that I, I think that is the problem. Yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be a lot of responsibility, but what percentage are they going to? Add? Is is that one going to add to the cost of production? Because when you look at it, I think the the other countries are the ones that are benefiting more from our oil and gas. They are the ones that are benefiting. How much is coming? They bring their people, we pay their staff, we patronize their technology. Then at the end of the day, capital flight. So uh, if we tighten all those snooze, I think we'll, we'll get more. Now, um, uh, we'll try as much as possible to get as um, many comments as we can from you listening to us uh, this morning, uh, about 16 minutes before we wrap things up this morning. Uh, but uh, just before we get to the calls and the comments, uh, let, let me ask, uh, would you say, uh, because we've spoken about a number of things, would you say that the PIGB or the Petroleum Industry Bill uh, is, is a start as far as um, getting right a lot of wrongs in our oil and gas sector? Exactly. And that's why you see that uh, it's, it's a lot of people are interested in it and they are fighting it. If it's not going to uh, uh, bring soccer in some areas, people will not be so much interested. Take, for instance, um, there's an allocation, uh, there's a provision uh, for, for some things to be given to the host communities. They said 2.5%, but mm. the communities are talking about 10%. This is, this, this is an area where they are not getting anything. Uh, you talk about environment, uh, all those environmental degradation or pollution, all those ones will go. Then um, we talk about uh, fiscal uh, accountability. Mm. So you are going to plug some of those uh, drain pipes. So it's, it's a step in the right direction. All right. At Fresh FM, I broke down on Twitter. That's where you drop your contributions this uh, morning. Uh, you're, if you're watching us live on Facebook, do talk to us via that avenue uh, for your questions and contributions. The number is to call uh, 0815 432 1079. 0815 432 1079. Those are the numbers to call uh, to talk to us via uh, this morning, and we will be glad uh, to hear from you. Uh, this uh, morning. Uh, let's uh, get to the calls now. Uh, just tell us your name, where you're calling from, and um, get straight to it. Hello, good morning to you. Hello, good morning, Mr. Wally. Yes, good morning. I'm agreeing to the guest. My name is Nanela from the Mr. Akome, we're, we're struggling to hear you at the moment. Maybe you... Hello? I, are you getting me clearer now? Yes, we can hear you. All right, thank you. My greeting to the guest. I think the government has said to... Put our refinery into use. Mm. They they have no choice than to be subsidizing the product for the market. That's the only way. Making other uh, what's it called? Other means of uh, reducing the suffering cannot work because if you only go to the end of queue, there is only few people that will benefit. Palliative measure cannot work. They only go to the end of the queue. So I think government should should do, should do everything they can. They can. They could. To fix the refinery, and if they cannot fix it, they should continue subsidizing. That's the only way out. And again, our businessmen, we know they are some at, at times they are exporters. So if we give left the uh, what's it called, the price of the petroleum product, if we give it to, to be determined by the position of demand and supply, they, 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 they all these uh, importers, they are exporters. 
they will take advantage. They know what is going on. Product is an inelastic product. It's inelastic. So they will teach it or not. It's inelastic. Is I'll let Engineer comment on that in a moment, but let's see what we have here first off. Good morning to you. Yeah, hello. Good morning, uh, Mr. Wally. Good morning. Yeah, I good to get you. Good morning, sir. Thanks so much for the analysis, sir. Uh, my name is Folai Volao from Shagawile. Yeah, I just want to bring out from his uh, explanation. He said, maybe we don't have right partnership. That's why we cannot be able, because it's one of the major factor that he mentioned that perhaps we don't have right partnership that's why we cannot be able to you know handle our refinery very well but i want to ask now if we cannot be able to see the right partnership as a country for not seeing a right partnership and a, 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 a body or a board of directors can be able to see right partnership don't you see something inefficient in the government the answer i mean uh, the people that are holding the sector you know, perhaps they are trying to maneuver something. Can you just, you know, try to, I mean, make uh, expansion on this question that why is this? Okay. Hello? Okay. Well, I think we got the bulk of the point he was making, which is something I think we spoke earlier about. He's talking about sabotage in, you know, this sector saying why is it that we don't have this partnership and all. But the first call I spoke about, we, we're talking about subsidy. He says, mm. for him, he says, if government can't get refineries to work, then they have to continue to pay subsidy. And he spoke about first of demand and supply, saying some, how do we ensure price control to a large extent? Because some importers might exploit the opportunity. Yeah. Um, fixing the refineries, uh, government has tried it for many years. They could not succeed. I think the best way to handle the refineries is to just privatize those refineries. Um, whoever is buying it will look for the right uh, partnership. Um, the refineries, as uh, we we have it now, um, is being run solely by NMPC. I don't know their. Um, I, do, I don't think they have an identified uh, technical partner. If you look at um, a company like NLNG, mm. um, you have yeah. Shell, you have Ajip you have uh, elf you have total all of them have come together and nmpc is uh, representing the interest of nigeria and so all these companies are bringing their expertise on the table and that company is succeeding everybody in this country will agree that uh, nlng is a success story right um, so if they can look for that model and uh, run our refineries, I think it will be a success. But can government do this? Um, who will want to bring its money and then uh, put it in the uh, hands of uh, the government? Nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to be uh, in a position that they can control the, the investment. So um, the best way is to, to uh, privatize our refineries. Right partnership, I think I've also answered that one. Um, for the forces of demand and supply, if the government was uh, honest enough, I think we will see fluctuations. At the time it comes up, at the time it will come down. But in Nigeria, it's like when something goes up, it doesn't come down. But we saw flashes. They, 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 they showed us flashes of what could have happened uh, last year. Mm. 
when at the time government said, okay, we can reduce the price, we can reduce the price, we can reduce the price. So if we say demand and supply uh, and the exploitative tendency of our businessmen, uh, that's why you have the regulatory bodies. The regulatory bodies, you know, a lot of things are being considered when you talk about this pricing. Uh, apart from the price of uh, this thing that uh, they bring in, uh, when they bring in, they will have to consider the jetty throughput uh, charge, storage charge, wholesale margin, transporters allowance. A lot of things are considered before they arrive at uh, the price. Uh, the price. So when they leave, they, they, there is a template that has been developed. Mm. Now you leave the profit margin for the uh, retailers. You leave the profit margin for the importers. And those people that are providing one service uh, or the other, you leave uh, um, allowances for them. And so, if you go out and you buy it at 100 naira, if the profit margin that I have given you is 4 naira, you can't sell it more than 104 naira. Mm. And if tomorrow you go, you go and buy it at 150 naira, the profit margin is 4 naira, it will still be 154. So, there is a way that government can curtail the excesses of, uh, the, importers. of, uh, of the importers. All right. Hello, good morning. Okay. Uh, you'd have to try again. 0815-432-1079. I know there are a number of you trying to talk to us uh, this uh, morning, but you know, we had to get the explanations correct. Good morning to you. Good morning. My yes. name is Mr. Right. Talk to us. Yes. I want to appeal to the federal government of Nigeria to try to try and fix the refineries. In the 1780s, refineries were functional. All the four refineries, Padakot, Lori, Tadina, and the other ones, they're all functional. They were doing well. And we have we had a byproduct then. The IOC, the International Oil Company, Shell, and some mobile, you know, they are doing well. They have the technology, they have the expertise, you know, to man the refinery. They have it. They were having byproducts then from crude oil. We had AGO, we had PNS, mm. we had uh, insecticides. There was shelters. So what is happening? We are not just getting it well. Sorry. Your analysts have spoken, you know, well. He has given us a lot of narrative, you know. He, he has tried to put us in the right narrative. But the, the, there are a lot of challenges, huge challenges in the old community. They are faced with kidnapping. They have been kidnapping there over mm. two decades now. It's not mm. now that that is coming up. Mm. Oil spillage, you know, a lot of challenges. So Nigerian government should put it this so that we can have functional refinery in Nigeria. All right, thank you thank very you much, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, well, uh, she, well uh, a lot of times we have people, we always go back to talk about the 70s, the 80s, and then uh, the, there's a big question, uh, where did we drop the ball? Where did we begin to lose it? As far as these refineries are concerned. It, it's not only in the uh, refineries. True. Where, no, where is Nigerian Airways today? Mm, where is true. Nigerian Railway today? Even the, the NIPOs that you have now, uh, is it the way... Um, it was. It was. Hmm. It was working in those days. So you know that something is fundamentally wrong in uh, the way we run the government, and so um, we have to change tactics. Uh, and that's that's why we are saying now that government cannot run the businesses uh, profitably, let them just be supervising agents. Give this thing to people that can run 
and then you can collect uh, taxes, royalties, charges, dues, and all those things. And we will make a lot of money from there. All right. Uh, well, uh, just uh, before we leave this uh, morning, okay. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right. Uh, you could try again uh, to talk to us. Hopefully, uh, we will uh, get to hear you. I don't know the connection, not the smoothest with that line at the moment, but we'll just try to squeeze in one more before we leave. Good morning. Hello. Yes, good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning. Yeah, calling from where, Mr. Solomon? When I sing, you make money low. Take it to the floor. You never tell you what to do. Give me your yard to go to the club. Money go to your money go to the parting words as far as what we should be doing i know we said a lot as regards what we should be doing uh but for nigerians uh, there's also the issue of um because you talk about privatizing the refineries for example uh that's something some have argued against some look at uh, previous experiences with privatization and they say some haven't gone well uh what's the assurance this will go well if we do it we are talking about selling sell to private uh people that will run it but make sure that those people have the capacity to run it mm. government is not supposed to put money there any 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 longer and so if you do it that way it's going to work for us because we will have the products readily available in the country we will not have to uh, um, spend our hard hand foreign exchange in bringing those products from outside and that's 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 uh, the, the way to go to bring out uh, to bring down the price, because a lot of the charges will be saved. All right, thank you very much, Engineer for talking to us this morning on the program. Uh, we really appreciate your views this morning. Thank you for thank being you. a part of it. Thank you very much. All right, many thanks to you for investing your time with us uh, this morning. There is a lot we could go on and on and talk about, but I'm sure we'll get into it on another day. Uh, but this has been a great time this morning. Uh, let's do this again Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Wally Bakar is my name. Enjoy your Monday. Wear your face masks in public, please. Good morning. From the Rock City of Nigeria, Rock City of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Hi, I'm Ozzy Yoma, and I'm always tuned in to my favorite radio station. Fresh! Fresh! Fresh. Look what I brought for you.